This week, I was being interviewed on another podcast, and a question was asked of me. What three things do you wish somebody had told you? And today, I'm going to share one of these with you, and it happens to be the one that's the most difficult for me to share because reliving it really makes me squeam. It's a big mistake, and it's one I see people in leadership and in business and in entrepreneurship make all the time, especially as the numbers of eyes on them increase and the expectations of them grow. And when I got this for myself, my business began to flourish and I had more energy and more time because things started happening naturally for me. But trust me, it took me learning the hard way through a lot of trial and error. And today I want to share my story with you so that you can avoid this mistake or correct it if you're in the midst of it. Listen in. Hello, I'm Rita Hyland, and you're about to discover what it means to position your business, career, and life to play full out. This show explores the way leaders just like you embrace and achieve their ambition without working harder or grinding it out any longer. So if you want to take your life, business, or career to a playing full out status and do so while being the happiest high performer in the room, then hang with me because this show shares everything you need to know using the best of neuroscience, transformational psychology, and a bit of spiritual wisdom to help you change fast, even when it's uncomfortable or scary, or you failed to do so in the past. All this so that you can enjoy more freedom and prosperity in your business and life. I'm happy you're here. Hey there, friends. I was recently asked in an interview, what is it that I wish somebody had told me? And today I'm going to share It's a big mistake that I made, but I share it with the intention that you can glean something from it and it can help you in your business and even in your personal life today. What I wish somebody had told me was that people want you as much as they want your smarts, your strategy, or your solution. Let me share a quick story to explain. Early in my career, I was hired to present a keynote for a product company. And as I organized my thoughts on what it was that I wanted to include in my speech, something kept getting me stuck. I was hung up on something. I had images of all these super well-known speakers who I'd seen do successful keynotes in the past. And I was suffering from a little self-doubt, a little bout of imposter syndrome, as I had never given an address to this many people before. Looking back now, again, it makes me really uncomfortable to think about how I approached the talk that day. And the issue wasn't so much what I said or the words that I used, it was who I was being as I said them. I, again, had this self-doubt and began to try to mirror what I saw and other speakers that I knew. And at one level, there was some logic to this. We always hear that success leaves clues, watch what others are doing, and simply repeat their formula. So why wouldn't I do this? Why wouldn't I just emulate the person who I saw that is already successful and had this nailed and already good at giving addresses like this? You know, my head just said, that's what you're meant to do. You won't go wrong if you just are doing it like them. Of course, when it came to speaking that day, I was nothing like the person who I was trying to emulate because I wasn't the person, and who I was being was not true to me either. 
it was very uncomfortable for me. And it was, I'm sure, really uncomfortable for all those who were there. This is the thing. We all instinctively know when there's a disconnect between who someone is being and how they're behaving, right? If they're being true to who they truly are, we can all feel it. We sense it. And when it doesn't feel true, we really dispel any trust in ourselves or in that other person, whoever's not being true. There's no trust there. And what I learned is that people want you as much as they want your strategy or what you have to give. They want you as much as they want your smarts. They want you as much as they want your solution. They want you for how you make them feel. And they want you for your authenticity and your story. My clients love me because they know that they're getting the real deal with me. They know they're getting the real me. They're getting transparency. My imperfections and all. So you know, I do realize right now, it came to me as I was saying it, that I'm asking you and saying, be yourself. And how old is that advice, right? That's old. It seems pretty simple enough, right? Be yourself. But it really takes time to fully grasp what this means. And it takes us all different amounts of time to actually realize it. And I realized that I needed to bring my own being my own character to whatever task I was doing. And I learned that at that point. Not only does it allow others to know me and trust me, but then I'm modeling that for other people as well. And there's something that is very comfortable, is very irresistibly attractive to be authentic. I find that we have to really, however, be intentional about being true to ourselves because it can be easy in this very noisy, distracted world to feel the weight of all of the expectations or of our fears and unwillingness and unwanting of screwing up or letting others down or disappointing. And I think this is particularly important for those who are coming of age, who are more established as leaders. Because what I uncovered in that point in my speech that day is that the more eyes that are on you, the harder it can be to stay true to yourself. We see this all across the the world in our news in our sightings of whether they're politicians or celebrities or other leaders the more people the more easy it is to start to lose sight of and disconnect from ourselves i've also learned since then how uncomfortable it is to sit with people who are not aware of how special they are and who are trying to be something that they're not and it can feel really uncomfortable when people are are not aligned and it's very noticeable. It's irresistibly attractive to be authentic because it's really so infrequent and uncommon in our world. That's what will set you apart. Your willingness to own that you are special, that you are unique. Those who are able to be themselves like themselves and not in a superior way. I can always tell a person who's being authentic by their humility by their confidence. They don't need someone to validate them. They don't get rocked by criticism. They already know who they are. So to be able to see this and to be able to do this and to operate and to be yourself, a few things have to happen. First, we each have to do the work to get to know, like, and trust ourselves before we can expect others to do the same, right? We're going to get what we give. We can only ask others to trust us as much as we trust ourselves. This means we have to also value who we are being at least as much as what we do in our results. I'm going to say that again because 
we live in a society where a great deal of value is placed on deliverables, on expectations being delivered, on results being achieved. And in that space, we've been trained that who we're being matters less. And in the world of how we actually perform, it's completely backwards. But as it relates to this, we have to recognize that we and who we're being matters as much, not only to ourselves and how we are able to manifest and create in the world, but it also matters to others. They don't want to sit around a table. A client doesn't want to sit with you if they don't get the real you. Your coworkers aren't going to respect you if they don't get the real you. And it's, it doesn't, as I say, take a psychic or a spiritual guru to figure out when someone is disconnected and misaligned and not being true to themselves. What I'm saying, in other words, is if you get something accomplished or delivered, but your coworkers feel devalued in the process, or you get the deliverable met, but your clients feel unseen by you, or your audience feels that your behavior is not aligned with who you really are and that you're trying to be something that you're not, then what you're delivering, your product, your service, it loses its consequence and meaning. It loses its significance. What I want you to take from this is that you are special. Let that sink in. You are special. You can say, Rita, you haven't even met me, so how can you say that? That's not really honest. I can say that because there is nobody else like you. You come with a unique story, a unique history, a unique collection of experiences, and they were all designed not by accident or without purpose. There are no coincidences. There are no accidents. And the sooner that you realize that you are special and the sooner that you honor it and what it means and the gifts that you have and you soak it in so that your subconscious really gets it too, then the sooner you can get on with helping those who you are here to serve as well as enjoying a great deal of happiness because people want you and that irresistible feeling of authenticity that they feel when they're with you because it makes them comfortable too. And it's also what they're seeking. So how do you do this? The first thing is set intention to not be so rigid in sharing who you are and sharing yourself vulnerably. The second is pay attention to how you talk to yourself because words really do matter. Your body physiologically responds to that mind chatter and it can cause disease by it, the energy that it transmits when our words are not impeccable, when they are not high quality, when they're not high frequency. And then when someone says that you are special, say thank you. Own it. Don't distract or dismiss. Again, the three things, just set intention. I'm going to be me today. I'm going to be honest, authentic, and open. I'm going to pay attention, secondly, to how I talk to myself. I'm going to up-level the conversation that I'm having with me. I'm going to begin the relationship of no liking and trusting me so that I can have others no like and trust me as well. And when someone compliments me, when someone tells me I'm special like Rita is right now, I'm just going to say, of course, thank you. So what's the difference? What happens when you have clarity on this? Well, what happened to me is I share more about me where I used to share what I think people wanted me to say. I now have become absorbed with how I can help others instead of concerning myself with how they'll think of me. And when I do this, I'm real. About six years ago, I remember seeing author and speaker Elizabeth Gilbert. She was the author of a, probably a lot of books, one of them, which was Big Magic. But she was at an Oprah event in Michigan at the stadium there. 
big, big place. Tens of thousands could fit into this place and tens of thousands were there. And I remember that she spoke for like 90 minutes in front of thousands. When she was later asked, how did you do that? Weren't you scared? She said, I knew I was there to help people overcome their fear. The last thing anybody needed was to have me bring my fear into my talk. And that really stuck with me. You do you because everybody else, as they say, is taken. And again, in a society where so many believe that they don't have enough time, they don't have enough, they're tired, they don't have energy, and they're highly stressed, be aware that it takes a lot less time, a lot less energy, and is a lot less stressful to be true to you, to be authentic, than it is to manipulate yourself to be someone you're not. That's what I wish someone had told me. You are special. I'm telling you that. And it's true. And the sooner you embrace it, the better off you and the world will be. This is what I have for you today. I hope this was helpful to you. If it was, please go ahead and share this episode. All you have to do is hit share from whatever platform you're listening to this from. Also, be sure to go back and listen to any episodes you may have missed. And be sure to follow us here so you're notified when another new episode is is launched. And if you don't receive the email from me that notifies you of each of these episodes release, I encourage you to sign up at RitaHighland.com because I often share more pearls, more personal experiences in there that I don't include in the episode. I am in gratitude to you and this community for not only listening, but pursuing the best version of you so that others can become the best versions of themselves. I look forward to being with you in our next episode in just two weeks. Thank you for being with me today. By you listening to this, it tells me you're interested in growing yourself and likely not just for yourself, but to positively influence others as well. If you enjoyed this podcast, go ahead and share this with your friends and colleagues. When leaders like you grow yourself and then grow others, we all are positively impacted. If you have questions, I'm here to answer them and may even use them in our upcoming podcasts. Go ahead. You can send those questions to Breakthrough at RitaHighland.com. Remember, a half version of you is not enough. The world needs the full version of you at play. I look forward to seeing you on our next podcast.